Hi, Amy Krewald here. Developmental delays. You know, it seems to be there's this big push in the medical and educational communities to be really on top of developmental delays, to monitor them, keep a lot of data, meet the milestones, um, as if all humans must develop equally in order to truly be considered equally valuable. I take issue with that, of course. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Of course, if there are concerns, children need extra support, then they need to be supported, of course. And there are therapies available. But um, there, I feel like there is too much comparison between neurotypical children and uh, autistic children, of course, other children who have other disabilities. And um, it's just not necessary. Everyone develops differently. Everyone. Neurotypical children develop differently from each other. So why single out children with disabilities also? Um, I mean, I, not that it's, it's targeted specifically, but I feel like there's definitely just, uh, it's just too much of a push. So I don't push my children. I support them. I accept them. I try to give them the tools they need to have their needs met and to achieve their goals. Not mine, not anyone else's. I don't think anyone else's goals apply to them. I'm protective of their right to have that autonomy. I don't like it when um, an educational professional or a medical professional says they need to be doing this at this age. I don't agree. I don't think anyone needs to be doing anything at any age except what they are doing because everyone's unique. Now it's not a free for all in my house. There are definitely boundaries and I check in with my kids. I talk to them a lot about what they're doing, about what they need. And of course I, you know, of course I look at what is typical, but more importantly, I just look at what they need for what they're doing, what they want to be doing. I do a lot of intrinsic motivation in my house. Um, and I'm always trying to think of creative ways to engage them and to support them. So we had a recent boom of development in our house. Uh, so we've done a lot of celebrating lately because I like to celebrate when things, uh, you know, they've achieved their goals or things that they've been working on. Um, since Alice was a toddler, um, she has had these just explosions of development after long periods of times when she might not show a lot of external development particularly when it comes to gross motor skills. She has hypotonia, 
uh, probably due to being premature and a lot of it's likely genetic as well. So, uh, when she was a toddler, everyone was concerned because she wasn't walking. She didn't walk until she was 19 months and she still was not walking. Her twin was walking around, running around and she was still crawling and she was doing this really cute knee walking thing. I loved it. So she saw a neurologist. She was seeing a neurologist since she was 11 months old. We had early intervention people coming out from the county, you know, whatever their thing. Uh, We were living in Maryland at the time. So we had, oh, the physical therapist come out and doing um, just, she wanted me to do all sorts of exercises with her every day, going up and down the stairs all the time and taking her out and doing all these things, just like constant, like every day, hours every day. And I couldn't do it. Honestly, like I have my own problems. I got my own joint issues. I just could not keep up with it. So I I just didn't do it. I mean, I just, you know, it wasn't that I didn't try or it's just that that wasn't going to happen. It was unrealistic. Uh, so it was just exhausting. And so I just, you know, fine, come once, once a week, we'll work on it when you get here. And, um, I just was never cooperative. So this was like, you know, we did that for a couple months and, uh, I think it kind of took a break cause it was like holiday season. And then one day I'm having my coffee and I look over and Alice is walking around the living room. She's just one. It's like literally one day she just woke up and started walking around. There was no lead up to it. There was no point where she's like, okay, wobbling around, you know, uh, trying it out. No, she just walks around the room and I was sitting there like, am I dreaming? What's going on here? Um, and that's just the way she's been ever since. Um, when she's ready to do something, she does it. And I'm not saying that that's a behavioral issue because it's not. It means that her mind and her body is ready. She's connected that neurologically. So she does it because that's comfortable. It makes sense in her body and her brain. And that makes sense to me. So I don't, um, I don't push it ever since then because I know now that that's just how she works. And that doesn't mean she doesn't need support, but she doesn't need to be pushed. And our adding hours and hours and hours of therapy per week for her to be pushed into doing something her body and her brain is not ready to do is not going to help. So a few things happened recently. Um, I don't like talking about personal things with my children. Uh, but so without going into too many details, uh, just say that she, because of her hypotonia and lack of bodily awareness, using the bathroom wasn't something she could navigate. So I didn't push it. I would try once in a while over the years, but it was clear that physically she just wasn't there. And I got into a real real huff with the school district last year about it when she was still in school because my husband called before kindergarten started to ask if that was a need that they could could support before we even had the first IEP meeting. 
uh, because they started before we could do that. And they said, yeah, no problem. Well, fast forward to the first IEP meeting and the kindergarten teacher said, I didn't know about the pull-up thing. She's not potty trained. Let me tell you, I completely blew up. You want to see a mama bear completely go nuclear. (sighs) Look, the the blatant ableism of that expectation and the ignorance of how autism as a neurological condition can affect the body, it's inexcusable. It's just inexcusable. You, You won't ever know by looking at someone's body on the outside, what's going on on the inside, okay? So never make an assumption at any age what's going on or why they need anything. So this whole idea that you can just train an autistic child to do something that their brain or body are not yet wired together to do is not okay. It's just not. This is, this is the thing that I just have a problem with because muscles and the body and the whole neurological connection, that's just different. It's just different. I mean, yeah, you can, you can train children, you can train kids and autistic people to do, I guess, what you need them to do. Sure. I guess if that's your goal, I guess you can do that. But it's not going to achieve what you think it's going to. That's all I can say. And so I just never, I never pushed it with Alice because um, I just felt like, well, what, what is the point of that? Because I've seen before when she's ready, she's ready. So, um, you know, we just accommodated her because that's what I feel like is important to do is accommodate and support rather than make life easier for me. Cause I don't, that's not why I had kids. I didn't have children to make my life easier, you know? Um, so, uh, in typical Alice fashion, uh, recently she just like, uh, randomly started using the bathroom on her own. <laughs> she didn't say anything about it. Uh, we just noticed it happening. Uh, kind of heard, heard things happening upstairs, heard the bathroom flush, the toilet flushing. And I thought, well, what's going on up there? Cause sometimes, um, she has like flushed kinetic sand and stuff, <laughs> toys, Peppa pigs down the toilet. So I was like, you know, running up there. Oh, what's going on? But no, she was just using the bathroom. Um, and Frankie went up there to make, you know, confirm. He's like, what's going on? I'm going to go check. He's very, he's very protective of her. It's very sweet, but he's also kind of a nosy person. So he went up to go see what was going on. And he's like, she's using the potty. (laughs) And he was very excited about this because he has this dream of one day he's going to, he wants to be a construction worker and he wants to build houses. So he, um, he has this dream of building a house that he can live in with his siblings, with Alice and Charlie. So uh, he was telling me about this a few weeks ago and I was like, Oh, that's really cool. So you're going to be Alice's roommate. Um, and he said, yeah, I think by then maybe she'll, she'll know how to, how to use the bathroom. And I said, well, Frankie, that's not fair because 
that's some people just have disabilities and um you know they're they just don't know how to uh they just can't control their muscles they have injuries or illnesses or just you know like you know Alice she just may never really know how to use her body properly just because her neurologically it's just doesn't her brain can't tell her muscles what to do so she may always need um, to use pull-ups. There are lots of adults who need to do that. And that's, that's okay. And he looked at me and he was just like kind of horrified. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just kind of think he's he just kind of cracks me up because he's just doesn't understand, but he's thought about that for a minute. And then he paced. This is how he thinks things out, just paced around. And then he looked at me, he said, well, I guess Charlie will have to do it then because I'll be busy working in construction. <laughs> I just, I love that he's just delegating this responsibility, volunteering his brother. So, um, so he was very excited about this because now he doesn't have to do it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that's, that's Frankie for you. Um, so, he, uh, we, in order to, you know, for all, with all the kids, what I've done when, when they get, you know, reach this point is I've had a party. So I, the next, I asked Alice if she wanted to have ice cream or cake or donuts. Cause she really loves donuts. But I have to say that in the past, all she's wanted is the actual, is just to lick the icing off. <laughs> Whenever we get donuts, we usually have donuts on like weekends and she just, She'll go through like a bunch of donuts, but just like the icing off the things. Um, So this was really exciting for me as a parent because I had the donut party and she ate the donuts. She ate the whole thing. Like she bit into the whole thing. And this was a totally new uh, step for her. I was shocked. I just kept looking at her like, what? You're eating the donut, Alice. And she didn't, again, she just doesn't say anything about it. And I probably shouldn't make a big deal out of it. Um, But I was just flabbergasted. And so was Frankie. He's looking at her. He was just like, wow, what's going on? So, um, and so then the other day, my husband took them out for a hike while I was trying to get a paper done for school. And then they went to, uh, and, and I want to say too, hikes are great for kids who have elopement issues, um, because it's, it gives her a chance to like run, but you know, it's like she's naturally slowed down by the rocks and the twigs and everything else. So she can't go too far, but so it gives her that autonomy in a safe space and, also teaches her the bodily awareness because she has to look out where she's going. She has to look with the rocks and the everything and she can't get too far. I mean, she does elope, but she has been, I mean, her awareness of where she is in comparison to her people is definitely increased tremendously. So it's um, just want to throw that out there for other parents of elopers. Definitely recommend hiking as a, as a way to, um, work on that bodily awareness. So he went to, uh, five guys after the hike and, you know, I guess they had the, the peanuts in the shell. I had taken them there one time last summer to get a milkshake 
but I didn't do the penis thing. So he told me about this and he had assumed that when I went there last year that she had done this because it was so like natural, but he said that she grabbed the, the shelled peanuts there or the, the peanuts in the shell and just started shelling them and eating them. She doesn't eat peanuts. I mean, she doesn't eat like any foods. <laughs> she eats like five things. It's like macaroni and cheese and nuggets and like yogurt and bananas, you know? So I was like, what? No, she's never done that before. He said, what? But she just grabbed him and like she'd been doing it forever. I was like, what? <laughs> we were just so confused. Again, this is just something she does. She just kind of, when she decides she wants to do something, she just kind of does it. So we just thought, well, where is this coming from? But that reminded me of my dad. I have this memory, like unlocked a memory of when I was a kid. I begged my mom for a harmonica. I really wanted a harmonica. Um, I was in my my room with my new harmonica. And just, you know, messing around with it, blowing out random chords and driving everybody crazy because it was loud. And my dad uh, had a very specific knock that he drove everyone else a little crazy with. He always went very, three three little knocks. Um, (laughs) And he knocked on my door. And I was like, okay, what is it? And he poked his head through the door. He said, oh, harmonica. Mind if I try it? So my dad was not a musician. He was a veterinarian. And I mean, he was not a musician. Like people, because my mother and I, you know, my mother was a piano teacher and I was a pianist. So they would ask him, oh, you must be a musician too. And he'd say, oh, no, I can play the radio. (laughs) So he... He, so he comes in and he takes the harmonica from me and he proceeded to play the thing like a legit professional. Like he was just stamping his foot. There were actual harmonies and rhythms and he's just jamming away like he's at a shindig at a country festival. It just, I, I, I was just, my jaw was on the floor. I, I've never seen this happen in my life. Like this is... Uh, this 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 military man i i couldn't believe it and then he just casually hands it back to me he says that's pretty neat and then he just walked off back to his chores at the veterinary clinic and so i still don't have any idea what that was all about but um this whole thing of like just a skill just sort of uh, randomly appearing seems to be, I guess, something that runs in the family. Point is, sometimes you just got to wait, I think, until your autistic person is ready. You don't need to push it. Then you'll see what you need to see. For now, I'm smiling. You just can't see it. See you next time.